0: Welcome to the Climate Realist. Here, we'll talk about realistic and achievable things you can do to help with climate change. Personally, I believe the Earth's climate is changing in a major way and that most of it is human-caused. If you are skeptical, please listen anyway. I respect your point of view, and this podcast may help you to understand what all the fuss is about. At the very least, you'll hear a lot of ways to save money. In this episode we're going to talk about how to install an electric vehicle charger in your home even if you only have a 100 amp or smaller electrical panel. Let's say that you live in a single family home that was built somewhere between the 1960s and now. Many homes, unless they were designed for electric baseboard heat, have 100 amp or similar size electric panels. Other sizes might be 60, 80, 125, 150, and 200 amp. Electrical panels larger than 200 amps are very rare in single-family homes. They're occasionally encountered in very large homes. The electric vehicle chargers themselves require a dedicated circuit from the electrical panel. These are at least 30, and in most cases, 40, 50, or even 60 amps. Some larger electric vehicles, like the F-150 Lightning, have an option for an 80-amp connection. This may allow the vehicle to power your home during a power outage. We'll do a future episode on vehicle-to-home and vehicle-to-grid technologies. The smaller panels were appropriate for the old days or when there was also a natural gas connection. Then they could assume that the heating and even the hot water tank was taken care of by natural gas, And that the electrical system would only need to handle perhaps the stove and regular household items like lights and appliances. But things are changing quickly. In our fight against climate change, we are rapidly electrifying all manner of things that used to be powered by something else. But our electrical infrastructure hasn't kept pace. So let's look at some different ways you could electrify more of your home. If you're lucky enough to have a 200 amp or greater service, then it quite likely has the capacity to add an electric vehicle charger and also an electric heat pump and a heat pump style hot water tank. But most of us will not have a 200 amp panel. What can we do? If you have a smaller electric panel, say 60, 80 or 100 amp, you could upgrade the panel. Sounds simple, but it's not. The conductors coming into your house from the power pole or electrical box down the street will almost certainly need to be upgraded as well. And this often means that the transformer has to be replaced. While the new electrical panel itself is not that expensive, there's a lot of labor involved in replacing it. By the time your panel is being upgraded, your wallet may be a few thousand dollars lighter. This can also take months or more. If everyone tried to upgrade their electrical service at the same time, The local power line would simply not be able to handle it and you might be put on a waiting list that could stretch out for months or years. So if you're going to upgrade your electrical it's best to get right on it. My advice is to get a reliable electrical contractor to help you out with this. If you have a 200 amp panel with some circuits available on it then you're probably going to be in pretty good shape. If you have a 60 or 80 amp panel you'll almost certainly need to upgrade it before using it for electrical vehicle charging, at least the 240 volt variety. If you have a 100, 125 or 150 amp panel, you may be able to put in a 30 or 40 amp charger. Your electrician will be able to tell you your options. Later in this episode, we'll talk about ways you can keep your existing electrical panel as is and still use electric vehicle charging. There are special products available for this purpose. Please don't attempt any of this yourself. Electrical work can be dangerous. You will certainly need electrical permits to proceed with any of these techniques. The first step is always to contact a licensed electrician and have them come out to your home to evaluate your existing electrical service and the load on it. They will also look at the conductors coming into your home. So let's talk about a little history of how electrical panels came to be sized the way they are and about how the load is calculated. When houses were initially electrified, perhaps through the 1930s, the electrical panels would be very small and would have a very limited number of circuits. Wires would be strung and routed through the house using a technique called knob and tube. This system is not allowed anymore. If you have any knob and tube wiring, you'll likely need to get it all replaced. North American homes use a system called Edison 3-wire, which is a split 120 volt, 240 volt system. It's 120 volts between either of the hot conductors and neutral or ground, and 240 volts between the two hot conductors. It's still an option to use a standard household electrical outlet of 15 amps at 120 volts to charge an electric vehicle. But this is extremely slow and even charging overnight could barely get you enough range for a daily commute. If you wanna charge your vehicle from near empty to full, it would probably take several days. In Europe, most systems are 240 volt. There is no 120 volt available. Because 240 volt has twice the power capacity of 120 volts for a given amperage, our European friends will be much more likely to just plug their electric vehicles into any electrical socket overnight. Three-phase power is also available in many houses in Europe, where it is nearly unheard of for North American residences. So back to upgrading your electrical service. Let's start out at the power pole and work in. There will be a transformer on a power pole nearby or a power box nearby some conductors that's wires or a cable will enter your house either underground or through an overhead mast the size of these wires and the size of the transformer out on the pole will be important there's typically a power meter outside your house some of these meters are capable of net metering which allows you to sell power back to the grid We'll get into that in another episode of this podcast. Inside your home, in your electrical panel, there will be a main breaker which serves to protect the entire panel and gives a place to disconnect the entire house from the electrical service outside. The main breaker of the panel and the panel itself will have a rating which typically would be 100 amp, 125 or 200. For older homes, it may be 60 or 80 amp. The size will be clearly marked on the main breaker. In the panel from the main breaker, there are bus bars that allow individual circuits to be snapped or screwed in to connect them. A typical panel will have a variety of breakers for different circuits in the house. Are there any open spaces in your electrical panel? You will need at least two open spaces for a 240 volt EV charger. Often there's only one, or more often, there's no available spaces for breakers. So adding any additional circuits becomes impractical without replacing the entire electrical panel with a larger one. In some cases, your electrician may find that the conductor's coming into your house and the breaker size itself is suitable, but the panel is simply full. In this case, you may be able to replace the panel with a larger model of the same brand. Realistically, Before you could add an EV charger or a new heat pump, you may need to upgrade your electrical service. All this can be quite expensive and time-consuming. Oversimplifying a bit, but here's a few rules of thumb. If you have a 60 amp electrical panel, you essentially can't do any more electrification of your home without completely replacing it and everything that connects it to the grid even your mast outside would probably need to be replaced with a larger one. If you have a 100 amp electrical panel, then an electrician may be able to safely add a lower capacity EV charger, depending on what other loads are in your house. This is a job for professionals. If your home has a 200 amp electrical panel, then it's probably going to have the capacity to add a medium capacity EV charger and perhaps a heat pump. As the demand and mandates for more electrification kicks in, it will become more difficult to upgrade electrical panels and infrastructure. The utilities may talk a good game, but the reality is that most are woefully unprepared for the onslaught of electric vehicle chargers and heat pumps that are coming in the next few years. Imagine your consternation if you go to buy a new car in the year 2035 and find that the only cars the dealers are able to sell are electric, and your house doesn't have the capacity to charge this electric car. Instead of being able to charge it overnight in your nice two-car garage or outside, you'd be forced to go to public chargers, leave your car for a few hours, and then go retrieve it. Where are these chargers compared to your house? Well, probably a long way away. I hope you like walking or have a scooter. Another thing to keep in mind for years 2035 and beyond is that your local gas station may not exist anymore. As more and more vehicles go electric, some gas stations will no longer make financial sense and will close down. While I'm certainly a big fan of electric vehicles and they have their advantages, they also have some significant disadvantages. Fueling up a gas-powered car takes just a few minutes at a gas station. Fueling up an electric vehicle with the current technology takes significantly longer, even at the most powerful superchargers. And let's face it, those superchargers aren't going to be at your house. 800-volt connections are not available for even most commercial and industrial buildings, much less single-family homes. This podcast is called The Climate Realist for a reason. The reality is that one or more of your vehicles will be electric powered within the next 15 years or so. You could avoid this for some time by hanging on to your existing vehicles for much longer than you normally would or buy on the used market. There's a good example of a country that does exactly this. It's called Cuba. There, cars from the 1950s are still extremely common on the streets. But at some point, a dependable vehicle is going to mean battery electric, and doing it with your current lifestyle is going to mean having the ability to charge it at your home. I haven't yet talked about townhouses, condos, and apartment buildings, and other situations where you may have a smaller electrical panel. In a lot of cases, your parking may be in a garage or a long way away from where your panel is. I'll do a future podcast on this subject. So let's talk about the most interesting idea in this podcast, how to install an EV charger without upgrading your electrical service. There are a number of smart switches available, which allow for the electric vehicle charger to be added without exceeding the capacity of your electric panel. One very interesting example is the DCC, Electric Vehicle Energy Management System. These detect when the total power consumption exceeds 80% of the main circuit breaker capacity and then it temporarily de-energizes the EV charger. These are CSA and UL rated and designed by a Canadian company called RVE. They're available at many electrical wholesalers and your electrician should be able to source them. The list of wholesalers is available at dccelectric.com. There are a number of other products out in the market which you could talk to your electrical contractor about. Make sure your installation is properly done with a professional electrician, proper permits, and CSA or UL approved devices. This is not something that can be done by a typical homeowner. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Climate Realist.